is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. I'm told Michelle uh, will be joining us here in a little bit. She is uh, stuck in traffic on her way here, returning from the Harry Potter film. Is this uh, where I make a broom joke? Uh, to do, I, was I, that the joke? Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm just scared of making a joke about Michelle riding a broom. Like, that might be misinterpreted. Alrighty, yeah. We'll just move right on past that. Uh, so... Yeah, I guess she's pretty excited about this whole Harry Potter thing. She just recently discovered uh, the movies mm-hmm. and voraciously consumed, I think, every single one that she could mm-hmm. and then went out to the opening show of uh, Harry Potter. Well, I guess she couldn't make the midnight one, uh, but uh, made the opening show, the first show today. Okay. Uh, so I'm sure she'll be talking all about it uh, when she uh, she returns. I remember that they that the witches had this kind of bureaucracy, that, uh, but, but not much else about it. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Have you? When's the last time you saw one of these movies? Oh, I've I mean, never seen a Harry Potter movie. I've oh, okay. only read the books, ah. but I read the like the first five or six, and they're great. I gotcha. mean, they're they're really well done books. I, I I I never felt like they should be for young adults at all, but you know whatever. So we'll find out more about that. I'm sure. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one plus coming up, uh, Mark. You've got a story about vehicular homicide for jaywalking. We'll yeah. see what that means. So uh, pull that up. But first, there's. Something that I consider to be possibly an epic announcement here uh, by Julian Heichlin. Now, Julian Heichlin has been the subject of much discussion on this program. He is a 79-year-old man who travels around the country going to various different courthouses, handing out jury nullification information, letting potential jurors know that they have the right to vote their conscience. Nay, nay, the, 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 not just the opportunity, not just the right, but the obligation. Indeed. And that uh, that if you are on a jury, if you are a juror, that you have the right to vote how you feel about the law itself. If you think the law is bad, you can vote not guilty. It doesn't matter whether or not the person was actually breaking it. What matters is how you feel about the law. So ultimately, it's like putting the state on trial every single time that somebody is on trial. But most people don't know this, and that's why Julian Heichlin goes around and does this. And he regularly is arrested for doing this because, well... People calling themselves the state don't like it when you inform people fully about their rights. Now, Julian Heichlin also has uh, made a stand when it comes to this particular issue down in uh, Orlando, Florida. Now, Orlando is a bit of a hot spot uh, these days for liberty-oriented civil disobedience. And when a man in a robe down in Orlando made the announcement that no one will be distributing literature to potential jurors or jurors on the courthouse grounds, they shall not speak to potential jurors, they shall not hold signs toward potential jurors, they shall not hand flyers to... I mean, just going on and on, the entirety of the four-block, four-square-block grounds... Orlando Courthouse, the Orange County Courthouse. Yeah, it's like a, a constitution-free zone. Right, a total free speech uh, ban going on. Julian Heichlin showed up after this ban and violated the ban. Not only that, he violated the ban in the presence of the man who wore the robe in the first place, Belvin Perry, who just so happens to be the same judge who was in the, what's her name, Kaylee Anthony? Yes. Kaylee Anthony I case. Something like that. I mean, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I know nothing else. So... 
it was recently. Now, Heiklin has been there. He's violated the ban. He's come back. He's violated the ban. And he's violated the ban again. I think he's done it at least three times. And they've never arrested Heiklin. However, they did arrest a man named Mark Schmitter recently. Some guy who'd been doing it regularly for a very long time. Correct. And Mark and Heiklin had done it together uh, in the past. But they arrested Mark when he was relatively alone, from what I understand, during this Kaylee Anthony trial. And they arrested him for, again, distributing literature on the courthouse grounds. He is now facing – he's going to be facing those charges. And Heiklin has now announced that he is going to be doing a large event – a full demonstration, as he calls it, a protest demonstration, Thursday, August 18th through Monday, August 22nd in Orlando. And I don't think he's going to make it very far in this particular planned itinerary because, well, he's challenging them not just on the distribution of the flyers, but he's also challenging them on the arrests, the mass arrests of people who are handing out food at Lake Yola Park. See, mm. Julian Heiklin is not a one-issue pony. He's somebody who cares about freedom in a lot of different areas, and he's willing to put his freedom on the line uh, for your benefit. I'm glad to hear it. So he's heard about all these people being arrested. I think we're somewhere around 30 people, but honestly, I've lost track. Uh, there were at least 27 people a few days back, and it's it's been a little bit of time, so I imagine more people have been arrested because people just keep coming back to this Lake Eola Park, setting up uh, the Food Not Bombs folks, setting up a, a table, putting food out on it, and then serving food to hungry people that come there. And Criminals. multiple cops show up, uh, usually on bicycles, and they arrest people. They put them in vans. They take them away. And then they give those people they've been arresting, uh, they give them no trespass orders, attempting to ban them from coming back to the park, period. So whether they hand out food or not when they come back, if they've got a no trespass order, they'll get arrested for trespassing. They've already had at least one guy come back and be arrested for trespassing after he was already arrested for handing out food. So they get themselves a little trick, a little, little legal trick. It's just outrageous uh, what these people are doing, and Heiklin is outraged. So let me give you an idea of what his itinerary is here. On Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m., he tends to distribute food to the poor with the Food Not Bombs people at the park, which will probably get him arrested because everyone who's done so has been arrested. But presuming he hasn't been arrested or everybody has done so, there hasn't been. I mean, they just haven't let these folks alone at all. I'm pretty sure that on a daily basis, I mean, they're doing it only twice a week. They're doing it Monday and Wednesday. And every single time they're out there, the cops come out to arrest people, from what I understand. Jeez. If you're in Orlando, and correct me on that, please, 800-259-9231. So presuming he uh, gets out of jail, likely, if it's his first arrest in Orlando, odds are good he's probably going to be let out on like a PR bond or something like that. They're not going to likely keep a 79-year-old man in jail on a on the food nut bombs kind of arrest on the park uh, arrest. So Thursday night, unless they get a, get a get wind of this and don't want him uh, protesting at the courthouse, could be. Uh, but Thursday night, he plans to sleep out in Lake Eola Park. Why? So, I don't know. I think he just wants to like have a little food distribution slash camp out <laughs> protest okay. thing. I think it's awesome. I think it's fine. I yeah, just Friday, don't know why. <laughs> Friday, he intends to, so the next day, uh, presuming he's not arrested in the midst of uh, sleeping out at Lake Yola Park, because I don't imagine camping is allowed at this particular I park. I suspect not. Uh, so uh, maybe that's just a show of solidarity for homeless people. I'm not sure. But Friday, August 19th, uh, early in the morning and in the afternoon, he plans on distributing the fully informed jury literature at the Orange County Courthouse. He says, others are welcome to join me, but prepared to be arrested. 
then later he plans to take pictures of the police in downtown Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> later he then plans to sleep out in Lake Yola Park yet again. Uh, he'll yeah, be, this is quite a campaign he's got going the on. The following here. day he'll be parading in downtown Orlando uh, with signs and banners. Following that, taking more pictures of police and sleeping out in the park. Uh, then later the next day on a Sunday, to having prayers for the people of Orlando to gain an understanding of freedom. Uh, then a picnic in the park, followed by sleeping out in the park. And then the Monday, that Monday morning, handing out more literature at the Orange County Courthouse. And finally, that Monday night, uh, distributing or Monday evening, distributing more food at the Lake Yola Park Food Not Bombs food distribution. That's about as hardcore of a civil disobedience itinerary as I think I've ever heard. It sounds like a an arrest bonanza. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Orange County has met their match. Uh, this man is just incredible, and we will keep you in the loop. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do about it. The you know, cops' behavior control—that's the one thing they supposedly specialize. They're going to make the arrest, no doubt. But it's it's one thing to arrest a 30-year-old or a 25-year-old for handing out food in the, the park. It's another thing. It to doesn't arrest seem to bother them at all, Ian. A 79-year-old man. We'll see. 800-259-9231. I saw that uh, I saw that little release from Julian. You can go to his website, tyrannyfighters.com, and sign up for his, his news updates. I get him. Yeah, he's an interesting character. There's more coming up here, and we'll certainly keep you in the loop as to what this guy does. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. So, uh, we're going to start things out here. Well, I guess not start out. We already talked about Julian Heichlin. The guy's a hero. But... Into the issues or to the news of the day, Mark, you've got a story about vehicular homicide, a bit of an unusual situation, perhaps an outrageous one. Yeah, I, I don't even know. This is from uh, dc.streetblogs.org. Uh, I'm not a legal expert, but vehicular homicide—that's usually where you, uh, you kill somebody. Using it's accidental. Is it accident? It's not necessarily accidentally, right? It's um. You could do it negligently, like for instance, having uh, you know, a vehicular homicide can have to do with drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, you have to have used a, a car. Okay, got it. But I think that if you really did it on purpose, they just give you a murder charge and then you know, aggravated whatever attached to it. Georgia mom convicted of vehicular homicide for crossing the street with her kids. We don't normally report on vehicle crashes here in uh, the Capital City blog, but. This was no. This one was so outrageous we couldn't help ourselves. 
A 30-year-old woman in Marietta, Georgia, was convicted of vehicular homicide this week, and she wasn't even driving a car. The woman was crossing the street with her three children when a driver, who had been drinking, hit and killed her four-year-old. The driver, Jerry Guy, was initially charged with hit-and-run, first-degree homicide by vehicle and cruelty to children. Elise Hitchcock of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported charges were later dropped to just the hit-and-run charge. The man previously had been convicted of two hit-and-runs on the same day in 1997, one of them on the same road where he she killed uh, Raquel Nelson's son. Jeez. Guy will serve six months for killing the boy. Now, I've got to say, I... I've been I was in prison with two guys that had 10 years in Florida for uh, vehicular homicide. And, mm-hmm. you know, both of them had been drinking and all this kind of thing. One of them actually got into a wreck with another drunk driver and got 10 years for living, essentially. So, wait, two drunk guys crashed into one another? Well, it was a drunk girl and a drunk guy. I see. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, this is this is outrageous. Six months for killing a kid. It driving i i don't they don't say what his blood alcohol level was they just say after well uh, having been drinking so yep. he was just, impaired perhaps so um but nelson will serve up to 36 months just for crossing the street with her child yes it's true they were not in crosswalks but there's uh, a picture of the road and it's a big highway and there are no crosswalks so the suggestion is you're just not allowed to cross the road. I guess that's what the suggestion is. I mean, it, how insane is that? So, okay, I, I, you know, I'm, I've never even considered this possibility. When you come upon a road that has no crosswalks, how are you supposed to get across it? They're basically saying that there is no answer to that question. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that, that you I... better get across without getting hit by a car, because if you get hit by a car, you've just killed your killer. Apparently, apparently, I mean, it's, it's insane. <laughs> I, I grew up, uh, you know, in neighbor. I mean, I, I can remember neighborhoods where I where I live right now. There are no crosswalks on that road for miles and miles. Yeah. Are you telling me I'm not allowed to cross the street to go to the convenience store? 1-800, it's insane. 1-800-259-9231. I can't imagine there's anybody out, out there that thinks this is a good idea, that, that this woman should be charged with vehicular homicide. But apparently enough people did it that uh, the, the cops arrested her. Uh, you know, somebody charged her. They did all this stuff. How in the world? It's crazy. Where in Georgia was this? Now, Marietta. Marietta, Georgia. Wow. What else is there? Is there more? Yeah. Hitchcock at the AC, AJC, that's the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, says the conviction does not sit well with Sally Flox, uh, president and CEO of PEDS. Hold on. She's been convicted? Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's why it's so insane. Did she plead guilty? I don't have any idea, dude. <laughs> You've got the story right All here. Right. I read through it one time. What do you want from me? Uh, it says invest the money in safe crossings, uh, according to, I guess that's the, the money um, that they, they get from the lady. Um, for the cost of the trial yesterday, they could have made a safe crossing, but they don't want to do that. The Atlanta, Atlanta, Sandy Springs, Marietta, Georgia metro area ranks 11th in the country for the most dangerous streets to pedestrians, according to Transportation for America's recent report in pedestrian safety and street design. The region had nearly 800 pedestrian deaths between 2000 and 2009, despite the fact that 
Atlanta area municipalities continue to build roads like the one where Nelson's son was killed with inadequate pedestrian crossings and sidewalks. And despite the fact that the federal government continues to vastly underfund pedestrian safety infrastructure and federally funded roads and highways, the courts have pointed the finger at Nelson, blaming her for the death of her son on a road that was designed with no regard for pedestrian safety. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know the specifics of this uh, this case, but I can tell you that it's uh, it's outrageous. I mean, <laughs> how they find a lady whose four year old's just been killed, uh, find her guilty, and give her up to thir- up to thirty six months, I believe, uh, will serve up to thirty six months. I mean, how long are they going to keep this? La- they're going to keep. They're throwing this lady in jail for having crossed the street unsuccessfully. That's pretty much it. And what happened? <laughs> I, I'm I'm amazed by this, and I really want to know if this was a plea bargain or I'm, I'm looking around now to try and see. Everything's if I can a plea this. bargain. I mean, ninety nine percent of right. cases, more than ninety nine percent of cases, uh, ninety nine. It's ninety nine point high uh, percent of cases are adjudicated without a trial, and of the felonies that are left over, sixty six percent of the felonies are uh, more than about sixty sixty to sixty percent of those felonies. Those people are found guilty. Guilty. So the the suggestion here is is that we are so good at this whole charging people with crap that we're we only make a very very small amount of uh, mistakes. Your thoughts are welcome. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of uh, these airwaves. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Especially if you've got more information on this uh, situation with this mother facing. You said thirty six months. Yeah. In jail. By facing, I mean that she's already been convicted and essentially it's, it's coming. This, it's right? this up to 36 months, oh, which so she, means she's, she's, to be sentenced? she's sentenced to 36 months. Okay, I see. Okay. And that she could get out with, you know, by doing less because of good time and things like that. All right. Well, actually, according to the Daily Mail, Mark, uh, she has not yet been sentenced. Okay. Her sentencing is coming up on July 26th, and she's facing a maximum of, of three years. So it could. So we're, we've yet to see what the actual sentence is going to be, but either way, it's a pretty disturbing story. The, the idea that the I guy who did the drunk driving and who drove him his car into a, a small child will be punished, and to, likely to a lesser extent, Six months, yeah. than the woman who was crossing the street with her child. It's, it's insane. I don't even know what else to say about it. I'm a talk show host. I'm at a lack for words on this story. It's just absolutely disturbing and outrageous. Hey, you know, I mean, who wants this? Who okay. who could want? Who could look at this and say, "Yeah, that's right." You show this, that woman. This is one of those things where um, you know, <laughs> Southerners hate how Northerners treat them. This is one of those things. I mean, this is insane. Oh, dumb crap like this can happen anywhere. Though. I don't Eight, know, man. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and we're not from the north anyway. More coming up. I'm this is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content on the site there, should you like. You can go and vote, and uh, the most voted up piece or article or whatever you want to call it on our site makes it to the top and the front page of the website. It's it's a social bookmarking experiment, a social bookmarking website where you can create the content by submitting something. So, for instance, maybe you saw something online you think is interesting, like this woman who's been convicted of vehicular homicide for crossing the street with her child. Crazy story. We'll get back into that. But maybe you saw that and you submitted it to freetalklive.com. You submitted a show prep. Other listeners then vote as whether they like or dislike it. You get to vote on things as well. And again, the most voted up makes it to the top of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air. And our other listeners are more likely to see it and enjoy it as well. So please go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. That's freetalklive.com. But we're not the only site where you can get liberty-oriented news. Yeah, I didn't see this story at freetalklive.com, but I did see it at freedomsphoenix.com. Um, uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies, that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. All right, 800-259-9231. The news is out of the Atlanta area I guess, with a woman who has been convicted. And I looked through every single story about this, Mark, and I could not find the fact as to whether or not she was she had taken a plea bargain or if it was a jury who convicted her. I'm going to presume that you're right, that it was likely not a jury trial. Yep. Uh, she's, again, convicted and faces three years in jail of vehicular, vehicular homicide for crossing the street with her daughter's... Was it her son that got, uh, that got it was, killed? It uh, was a, a four-year-old, is all I know, was the, the child that was uh, killed. Well, there was one child that apparently lived lived through it. Yeah, there and... was a younger daughter that suffered minor injuries. An older daughter was not injured. So maybe, anyway. Her so son she... was struck by a car. Yeah, so her son died at the hands of a drunken driver. The drunk driver gets six months. A driver she... who had been drinking. Right. Uh, the, drunk, the drunk driver gets six months. Mom is facing up to three years. And I guess... I just want to know if anybody thinks this is appropriate. Is there some somebody out there who is such an advocate of obedience that you would say that, yeah, I think that this is this will send a message to parents to make sure they cross at the crosswalk? Of course, there wasn't a crosswalk on the stretch of road at which uh, she decided to cross. It's so, insane. I mean, is, it's absolute insanity. I, I just don't get that. I mean, there's no crosswalk, but they're going to go after this lady for not having crossed the crosswalk. I mean, <laughs> the the road I live on, uh, you know, it's a it's a one of those uh, it's a route here mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. There's no crosswalk on on it the entire way home. How am I supposed? What am I? How am I supposed to get around this thing? I, 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 I mean, you I have to have a car. I'm going to have to take a helicopter over it. <laughs> it's insane. Yep. That, there's nothing you can have a bicycle. A bicycle, you could pedal across the street because that's going to be safer than walking or running, right? Well, there's more uh, moms and kids related news here in the uh, the world, and we're going to bring some more to you. This one from the Tennessean 
at Tennessean.com. A 41-year-old Clarksville woman was arrested after Nashville airport authorities say she was belligerent and verbally abusive to their security officers, refusing for her daughter to be patted down at a security checkpoint. Oh, so she didn't want her daughter groped by their TSA agents. Yeah, that's right. Andrea Fenella Abbott yelled and swore at Transportation Security Administration agents Saturday afternoon at Nashville Airport. I've got to say, this doesn't work. Okay, um, the, the the system of yelling at, especially swearing at bureaucrats, is unsuccessful. I see where you're coming from, Mark, but some people feel like they can't do anything else besides speak out. I, I yet I understand all that's fine, but you're only going to get yourself in worse in a worse situation by yelling and, and cussing. Right, I get it. You could but- just take your daughter, turn around, and leave. No, you can't, because the new rule is if you enter the security checkpoint, you have to go through security. And who's been convicted of that? Well, it's... <laughs> what are they going to do? Tackle you? They've never done that. Well, but Mark, it's a relatively new rule as of within the last uh, the last year, because it came about right around when our friend Meg was uh, in trouble with the Tell GSA. Tell me a situation where cussing at somebody works. I'm not saying it's going to work. I just don't blame somebody for being upset. I didn't say I blamed her. I didn't say this is a stupid nimrod. I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is a system that doesn't work. Well, right. I mean, there's no real system that does work to get rid of the TSA. Cussing is one that doesn't. Right. But there is no system that works, so I don't blame somebody. I'm not going to say, well, you know, you deserved it or anything. I know you're not saying that, uh, but it's, look, she did what she felt she could to handle this situation, I agree with you. Clearly, it didn't work, but nothing would have. Only my, my only yes, it would have. Leave walking and uh, out and leaving would have worked. Well, that's it's your worked belief. so far. That's your belief. You go ahead. Why don't you put that to the test, Mark? I, because I don't. I, I need when I go to an airport, mm-hmm. I need to get somewhere. I've made the decision. Most prior people do. To that's probably why that's never happened. Because most getting, people won't turn away indeed. and walk away. Well, it, but what's what does turning away do to stop the TSA? It does nothing. So you have it does to. Does nothing. Yeah. Ha- I. Everybody. Look. Air travel is down by 30% in the United States. The only thing that's going to fix the TSA is if air travel goes down more. That's really it. That's not going to fix the TSA. Yeah, it will. They're they, not going to go away. The, the airports, airlines will simply not put up with it at some point. <laughs> what do you mean you they won't put up with it? You think air travel will go, you think they'll just, they'll, just give, they'll just give up their businesses? Well, no. They're going to keep doing their business until they get run into the ground best by Best thing you can do uh, is li- write letters and not air travel. I guess it's the best best choice. Andrea Abbott yelled and swore at the TSA in Nashville International Airport, saying she didn't want her daughter to be touched inappropriately or have her crotch grabbed, according to a police report. After the woman refused to calm down, say airport police, she was charged with the old favorite, disorderly conduct and taken to jail. She'd been released on bond. Attempts to reach Abbott uh, were unsuccessful. It's unknown what her daughter's age is. And according to the airport security officer who was offended, uh, Sabrina Burge said uh, she told me in a very stern voice with quite a bit of attitude that they were not going through that X-ray. No, it's not an X-ray, she told Abbott. It's 10,000 times safer than your cell phone and uses the same type of radio waves as a sonogram. Abbott said, I still don't want somebody to see our bodies naked. 
at one point. I love a, I love when the uh, the TSA is giving uh, <laughs> giving medical, medical advice. advice. The, the, you know, they lied in the beginning about how safe these things were. Yeah, and they're ten times yeah. more radiation coming out of them than they said they originally. Claimed. Right. I don't believe them now. And I now wouldn't believe claiming, anything that came out of one of these bureaucrats' mouths. Right now, this woman, uh, this checkpoint operator, is claiming that the security scan is ten thousand times safer than a cell phone. I don't believe that. At one point, uh, Abbott tried unsuccessfully to take a video with her cell phone, and so she was arrested for her efforts. And it's not really said here, as far as any details, uh, what she's facing. Likely it's a misdemeanor disorderly conduct. I mean, it's, it's, I just, you know, the only thing I've got to say is a system that doesn't work is cussing at these people, sadly. Well, what are your thoughts? 800-259-9231. And what do you think can be done? I mean, this is one of the ones, this is one of the toughest questions out there. How do you handle this TSA checkpoint thing? If you have to go through it and you don't want to just silently shuffle through like a sheep, if you don't want to, especially if you've got a, you know, a little child with you and you're a little concerned about the grabby hands of the TSA, what do you do about that? Yeah, if you like if if you have, if you like feeling on kids, what better place to uh, to get a job? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do as a parent in that situation? There's there is the the Bill of Rights Security Edition. I can't remember how you can go ahead and get this, but you can just look it up on the internet. Bill of Rights Security Edition. Yeah, and it's a metal Bill of Rights that will set off their little gizmos there at the TSA, and then you can hand over your Bill of Rights to the TSA agent in a poignant fashion. Maybe That's you about can just it. have your kid cry. Are they going to arrest the kid for crying? I really, I really don't have any good ideas about how to deal with the TSA besides some sort of mass civil disobedience movement, and we're certainly nowhere near that happening uh, in this country. So your thoughts are welcome. It's Free Talk Live. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com. And you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up, again, anything you want. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Michelle, better late than never. Uh, you got a little tied up with a whole bunch of stuff today, but most importantly... Adventure! The Harry Potter film, which you yes. have been very excited about. <laughs> I think it was the last time you were on the show, you wanted so badly to talk about Harry Potter because you had just... I, I guess you'd really just been introduced to it. And had, as I described it earlier in the show, voraciously consumed as much Harry Potter content as you could. Yes. And so you're really excited about the (laughs) release of the new film, the final uh, of all of the films, Mm -hmm. uh, which came out, I guess, at midnight last night. Yes. You were unable to make the midnight showing, but you did go uh, today to, was it IMAX? Did you go to IMAX? IMAX down in Boston, yes. And you've just returned, so you're fresh from Harry Potter. So tell me, uh, Michelle, what is it that you wanted to share with our listeners about? Well, back when I first, you know, wanted to talk about a couple weeks ago, I had just seen the fifth, uh, the movie for the fifth book, which is 
the um, Order of the Phoenix. Gotcha. That may have been the last book I read. I'm oh, not really? sure. Well, you know, it was it was such an interesting thing to see the. I mean, these books were written, you know, about a decade ago or so, and um, to see the uh, correlation between the state and the Ministry of Magic mm-hmm. and Hogwarts versus the you know the freedom liberty minded you know movement and and everything. Um, it was very. I think you know. I think J.K. Rollins is a is a genius. She's wealthier than the Queen. I hear now. Mm. Yes, isn't that something? But Self, she sold self-made. a lot of books. Yeah, and um, I hear she can't go anywhere without getting mobbed. Oh, really? I mean, that doesn't really happen to authors too much. You've yeah, got that's to be pretty, pretty incredible. Pretty something uh, as far as an author goes. You know, I mean, that's it's a it's a handful of authors that live like that. Right. Not Stephen King. I'd say that he's 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 up in that uh, handful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he you know people are going to recognize him where he goes and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so um, so I was very excited to see some of the um, the, I, I haven't read the books, so I asked my daughter, and she in fact told me that the the movies were pretty right on, and um, you know some of the statements that are made, such as you know fear is what causes people to do bad things, and um, that love is what conquers fear, mm. you know, and it was it, all these things that resonate that we ourselves you know continually hear and see and and say it was just really exciting that this is a global phenomenon you know it is by you know definitely the most popular pop culture piece of literature slash movies that in the 21st century that that much is true um you know I often feel that when I go to movies, I can see libertarian themes on a regular basis. And I wonder whether this is good movie making or whether these ideas are spreading. Because, you know, if you're making a good movie, it should speak to everyone Mm -hmm. on some level. And, you know, is it is that the level I'm communicating on? So therefore, those are the things I heard. Um, I went and saw Batman, uh, the the one with the. I don't know, the guy who ended up dying or whatever as as the Joker. Yeah, that's right. Um, with a friend of mine whom... Uh, Keith Ledger, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, he, yes. I, yeah I don't yeah. know Heath, Heath, but that's the guy who died. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, my friend of mine, you know, who tends to view the world in an entirely different fashion than I do. Like, sometimes I think of him as crazy. But he said, oh, yeah, absolutely. A libertarian wrote that. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? Well, I would agree. There's a man named Bob Prechter who um, wrote The Crest of the Tidal Wave and several other books. And he um, developed this thing called socionomics, not socioeconomics, but socionomics. And he forecasted the... Um, the crash back in you know such and such and then he also forecasted the high and and so he's although he's a a bit of an early uh forecaster he's been right on in terms of the trends and he you know teaches about the fibonacci number sequence and uh what's that fibonacci number sequence yes um you know what it is and it makes a spiral it's oh the the fractals basically one plus one is two two plus one is three three plus two is five five plus three is eight and it continues on so um in any case uh, this idea of socionomics that there are early adapters to trends and then there are the weak hands. So something like this libertarian idea that you say is prevalent in so many movies. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's a coincidence. It's kind of like it's just a trend that is happening 
kind of all over universally simultaneously amongst early adapters. Is what yeah, he I'd, would say. I'd say that much is true. That, mm-hmm. that certainly the the ideas are growing and people are excited about them. And um, you know, I, I find that to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what to make of it. Entirely. Well, I also agree with where Mark's coming from, though. I think a lot of art, like you said, speaks to people on different levels, and you see the message you're ready to see in in a film like that. That's why watching a movie when you're a child is a completely different experience. Than when you're an adult, because right. you're you're just familiar with different things at a different age, and you become aware of the jokes that you never were aware of in the past, or you know the more subtle uh, indicators and, and that sort of thing. When you see the pretentious artist on television, he's always portrayed as saying, "The art means what, <laughs> whatever you wish it to mean." You yeah, know, it's so true to wait, some how does that go? Do that again. <laughs> the, <laughs> the art means. Whatever you wish it to mean. I wish I had a camera. Well, I, because no, there is a thing. camera. I hope people are <laughs> right, but, looking at that. Yeah. Top draw. You just really, you know, <laughs> I need. Love I wish, it, Mark. I wish I just spoke with a uh, mainline <laughs> accent all the time. Really? I wish I could pull it off. It just amuses me so much. I couldn't handle it. Right. You, just have to, you have to draw down the outside of your mouth and clench your teeth a bit. We have wow. And squeeze your butt. We have a, uh, that's the secret. So huh? We have a caller that calls in with a mainline accent. He laughs like, ha, 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 ha. And it tickles me to no end. I just love it. it you know, the Thurston Howell third is uh, the, the really the best of these. Uh, you know, they, he really took it to a character level that uh, amused me thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And didn't the guy who wrote uh, Gilligan's Island just pass away or something like that? I, have, no, I don't. I I knock up on my Gilligan's Island news. I thought we were talking about Harry wait, Potter. Okay, I go, so wait, wait, wait. We're going to be all over the place because I drank a lot of caffeine. So oh, real quick, are you a ginger girl or Marianne? Which one did I like? <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, you know, I what I always wondered is why neither of them ever got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> There's no contraception on the island. Maybe they were lesbians. Telling me, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> Something would have happened uh-huh. somewhere along the line. You would have dated Ginger and married Marianne, right? I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. At that point, you take what you can get. There's two girls available on an island. <laughs> no, there was a... Miss, Mrs. Miss Howell's house <laughs> taken. So, I mean, you've got three guys, two girls. One One's going to be left out. You take the one you can get. Right. Yeah, And you put up with whatever she's got going. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on, um, you're welcome to share your thoughts on Harry Potter. I think that uh, people have been identifying liberty-oriented themes in those films uh, for a while. I'm sure a number of our listeners, that's, that's not well, the news to them. the good versus evil, you know, is, is prevalent in a lot of the, the films that we've seen in the last 10 years with The Lord of the Rings oh, and uh, those, good you know. Good versus yeah. evil is a universal theme. Yeah. It's been in, certainly been in films longer than 10 years. It's... That's no, but been just been popular. The, the most film. popular films I'm saying has I been see. those. Mm-hmm. So, any other observations that uh, you wanted to share? Do you, Do you want to like I don't know maybe give people an idea about this newer film? Like, is it what? worth spending their money on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the most important. thing. <laughs> was it Definitely. all in 3D or was it, it was, just a... no? The whole thing was in 3D. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually at the at the end I almost I thought I was going to get a bit bit ill. There was this like you know these paper things kind of flying, and I'm like. And I had to duck. I'm like, they're they're gonna fall on me. And it was just a, you know, an have you seen a 3D film before? I have. Okay. And um, but then but I asked. Do you mean one of the new 3D films or those kinds where you sit with the blue and the, the, the red glasses? No, but I asked the you know, the two people I was with you. afterwards whether or not it affected them. They're like, oh yeah. But then I just thought I was on a ride and went woohoo. That would have been my daughter's. Did it make you sad? Were you sad? 
at any point? Like, were, did you almost I, cry? I did. Aziza bawled her eyes out, sobbed. Mm. Like you could hear her throughout the entire theater. <laughs> was she sobbing because of some sort of dramatic uh, portion of the film, or because it was all over and that she wasn't going to get to no, see another film? Something happened. She's been in love with these characters since she was in second grade, and she had just learned to uh, read English. Uh, English mm. wasn't her first language, and she had just learned how to read English. And I uh, wanted to read the Harry Potter films and or books. And um, I was more of a classic literature kind of girl. So I said, you can read a classic book and then, you know, whatever else. And so she alternated between classics and, and uh, pop literature kind of thing. And, and um, so she had loved them and loved the characters. And I had let that be her thing. So I didn't get involved and I didn't read, I didn't watch the movies. And so it was the kids, you know, secret. And yeah. so they introduced me to it and, and, um, recently and, and loved it. But there's, there, someone dies. That you shouldn't say any more than that, obviously. Right. But, someone, uh, yeah. Well, there, I mean, there's a war. So there, lots mm. of people die. Oh dear. But, um, but a loved character, a main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Aziz <laughs> sobbed her eyes out. Yeah. For the rest oh. of the, for the rest of the film. I know. Yeah. So there's news, uh, I guess, about the Harry Potter. Well, it's not really news, but it's uh, there's a, a piece here over at the Washington Times about coping uh, for the fans of Harry Potter. <laughs> coping. Because it's the end. I mean, yeah. it's the final film. It's mm-hmm. done. There, there are no more books. They can't make any more movies out of books. And so how Let's to cope. Let's have a prequel. How, well, there you go. <laughs> now you're thinking like Hollywood. Uh, how to cope. Uh, 800-259-9231 with the loss of the Harry Potter franchise or the potential loss of it. More coming up. Your thoughts are welcome about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of these airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Uh, Again, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website as well, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there for free. Again, freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content of the site. You can submit different things to it. Others vote. Uh, The most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site. See what I mean. Get interactive and do it all free. This is the kind of voting where everybody wins. Well, I mean, it it counts. The voting counts. You may not. There's no prize. Uh, but being on the first a, page is a prize. What a sales pitch that was. I suppose being the top story as a fleeting of a moment as it may be, because there's always changing. It's every single day. There's there's likely a new top story there. Sometimes uh, during the day. And right. it is nice to know though that something that you're passionate about and interested in that you can share with other people that you can you know get it voted up and, and yeah. ex, you know it's, share. It's a cool little system, mm-hmm. and it's probably that's probably the reason why the website has seen a surge in popularity over the last year since. It's been probably about a year and a half now since we since we launched it, and uh, so we're re- rated as among the what is it among the top twenty libertarian websites in the world. That's right. So uh, you can go to freetalklive.com, dot com. Get interactive. Now there is more news coming up here about kids and the police. We've already talked about a mom who was convicted of vehicular homicide, faces three years in prison for crossing the street with her uh, her children. She didn't cross at a crosswalk. Unsuccessfully crossing they, the street. Some drunk driver hit her kid, and they charged mom with vehicular homicide for not crossing at a crosswalk, but the crosswalks don't But there were exist. no crosswalks. So how the hell was she supposed to do that in the first place? And then uh, the the mom who uh, she ends up getting arrested at a TSA checkpoint because she got upset because they wanted to touch her little, her little girl. Where are the dads? 
we're the macho knight in shining armor kind of guys. They've what's been with, thrown in jail. What's with all the moms already? having I mean, to do this? You know, look, the, moms are the only ones who can do it. And I mean, then, I'm sorry to say that it's just if dads do this, they're going to go to jail for a long time because mm-hmm. a guy's just more threatening when he well, that's makes true. a fuss. That's true. And then in other news, we've actually got another lemonade stand uh, story. We'll give that to you here in a little bit. But first, Harry Potter. <laughs> we've been talking with Michelle uh, here. She's uh, she arrived a little late tonight because she was coming back from uh, Harry Potter, and uh, it's been a big deal for you. This whole Harry Potter experience. You've been kind of on a, a whirlwind Harry Potter tour. Yes. I now wait. Did you say you had read the books at all? I did not. I'm going to go back and read the books. So Neither I did I. Just I've just seen the movies. I've I should have come in with them. my my robe. I had a I had a costume. You totally should have done that. <laughs> you had a robe. You tease. I, yes. I would imagine you in a little tutu with a uh, with a wand. <laughs> But I disrobed before I came in. Good for you. So, uh, so the Harry Potter movie, the final one, uh, the, the the last of the series, came out today, and it's been, uh, for, according to early news reports, it's been selling out theaters. So this has been a big, big Every deal. Every single um, at the IMAX, you know, the tickets are fifteen dollars, seventeen fifty yeah. if you, you have, if you order it in advance right. because of the fee, and they were sold out. Um, the midnight show was sold out two weeks ago. Was it pretty packed? I know you went to the earliest show uh, today. Was it pretty yeah. packed? Every seat. Incredible. Mm-hmm. So there are people who are obsessed with Harry Potter. I mean, there are people that are probably more obsessed than you. I'm uh, not obsessed. Show. I'm like excited. This is just my new thing to be excited about. Yeah, but, but you dressed up. I mean, you get more excited sure. than most folks do initially. So it could look like obsession. I mean, getting <laughs> getting dressed up is a pr- pretty unusual thing to do for a, for a film. You did that, and there are a number of people that do that. Yeah. And in fact, if you're looking at the the stories in the news about the Harry Potter film, it's inevitable that there's a photo of uh, some of the fans in their costumes waiting to get into the theater. And there's a piece over the Washington Times about how to cope. Uh, grief counseling for muggles mourning the <laughs> final Harry Potter film. And for those that don't know, a muggle is the, uh, the slang term for people who are not magically inclined uh, in the in the film series. <laughs> you remember when we had the Christian uh, the, uh, the the Scientologists on, and I was uh, using the term muggles for the people that are not Scientologists. Yeah. The lady oh, really gosh. didn't like that. Yeah, she didn't like that. <laughs> So, fear not, Hogwarts junkies. Yes, the release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 marks the end of a cinematic era. Eight films, ten years. It's hard to believe that they actually came out a decade ago. Right. You've literally seen the kids in the film go from around age 10 to around age age 20. Age 11, yeah, Yeah, is when they started. Uh, $6 billion and counting in worldwide ticket sales. But that doesn't mean your fantasy fix is about to vanish like an invisibility cloak. Take it, <laughs> it's very cute. Take it from the Trekkies and the Star Wars nerds. They've been there. The effect of Harry Potter will be felt long after the movies are over, according to a California-based university lecturer and it's, expert. It's highly illogical. On the cultural mm-hmm. anthropology of Star Trek fandom, the franchise will be alive. It's too large a culture. You don't just deconstruct it easily. A wise man, uh, probably William Faulkner, possibly the people who keep making the Saw movies, once said, the past is never dead. It's not even past. (laughs) And the same holds true for beloved movie and book franchises. If the examples of Star Trek and Star Wars are any guide, the greater Potterverse figures to live long and prosper well after the last film board's Charon's Ferry. Karen's Ferry? How do you pronounce that? C-H-A-R-O-N. I've always used Karen. Karen's Ferry to its uh, Blu-ray afterlife. Here with some advice for coping with loss and tending the flame of memory uh, of memory grief counseling for mourning muggles. 
So some suggestions. You know, they're, they're mentioning Star Trek and, and Star Wars here. They, I think another one is Lord of the Rings. Uh, there's a there's a little bit of a generation that was stuck in between these that got excited about Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's uh, the, the level of excitement is, is that of Star Trek or Star Wars. Are, but you, it's, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? I like yeah. the movies, but I read the I, books I and I was up. I was a fan. Oh, the books, man! No, I I've, I found the books to be entirely uh, difficult to read. Really, Hobbit? Um, I've never read them. I read them. Yeah, I, I I read Hobbit and I thought thought that went well. But the Lord of the Rings, man, it seemed like he wanted to fill up three large volumes with just descriptions. You have to be able to read multisyllabic words, though. Yeah, Mark. yeah I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like sesquipedalian. Uh, What's uh, that? Go look it up. Mortars have uh, wakes. <laughs> Come together. Mourners he ate have... the last cookie. Now he's talking like this to me. All right. I'll give it to you, Mark. Sesquipedalian is someone who uses long words. Okay. <laughs> I learned that one from Lionel, by the way. Mm. Mourners have wakes. Nerds, we mean that in a nice way, have conventions where fanboys and girls can make friends, swap stories, debate canon, play dress up, and enrich franchise actors' IRAs via paid autograph signings. The first Star Trek conventions took place in the early 1970s, a byproduct of a letter-writing campaign to keep the original ratings challenge television series on the air. The crusade failed, but the meetups themselves were a huge success, spawning a global cottage industry that today encompasses dozens of annual events. A Las Vegas Trek soiree regularly draws 15,000, and countless eye-popping costumes, including Vulcan fire dancers... And green body painted Orion's, Orion slave girls. You've got to have those. If you don't have the green girl in the fuzzy uh, bikini, you just don't have a Star Trek convention. Eric Geller, a Star Wars fanatic and 20-year-old college student from Bethesda, advises Potter fans to follow suit. Maybe not literally. He says, personally, I would never wear a costume, said Geller, who manages social media for a popular Star Wars fan website. But people at conventions do some amazing things. The best example is the 501st Legion, a group of guys in stormtrooper costumes. Yeah. They go around doing charity events. They do droid hunts. That's some good stuff. What's a droid hunt? Do you know, Mark? I don't know what a droid hunt is, but I know, I know this uh, This 501st Legion. Where they go Legion. hunting for C-3PO or something? Yeah, they, that's the, I guess the something idea. Something like that. It says mm. you, you play a droid, and if they catch you, you're entered into a lottery for cool prizes. Conventions aren't just sitting around talking about your favorite scene and looking back. You're in the moment, finding new ways to enjoy the movies. Do it yourself. Uh, author J.K. Rowling has uh, claimed she's finished writing Potter novels. Not yep. to worry. Fans are already picking up the slack, creating fan fiction about Harry and company. Now, well, fan They've fiction, been doing that for a very long time, I'm sure. Making fan, fan fiction? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Any, anything that becomes popular instantly has things like uh, fan fiction generated for it. And in some cases, the fan fiction, I don't know if they mentioned this, but in some cases... Yeah, they do. Uh, the fan fiction is more than just stories. Some of them will take these stories and turn them into their own films. Yes. So with like the Star Wars and the Star Trek franchises, they actually have people that are so fanatical that they actually spend their, their hard-earned money. This is their hobby, essentially, making the next Star Wars movie. Using the characters and everything, and you know, they always have like some disclaimer at the front. This is not intended to make a profit because they don't want to get sued by whichever company owns whatever the so-called rights are to the film. And usually, if the companies are smart, they leave these people alone yep. and they don't pick on them because they understand that having it's better their, publicity for them, right? Having the fanatics out there do these things keeps their franchise alive. The best Star Wars one is Chad Vader, day shift manager. <laughs> this is the best, the original, the best one. right? Because there's a bunch of them. there's a bunch of them. the first couple are really the ones to. See. The, my new laser checkout system. <laughs> More coming up here at 800-259-9231. I've actually got a story about checkout systems here tonight, too, since you mentioned it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? 
Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features for free. So enjoy those, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They are yours on the site. Uh, you got the last week's worth there at the top of the page. And then if you click into the archive section, that'll take you all the way back to late 2006. That's all free for you at freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com. Download the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flow chart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletters. Use the free legal dictionary. Watch the free videos. Then buy the course. Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out to let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live Again, it's Jurisdictionary.com. There's kind of a fun story over at the Washington Times about the uh, Harry Potter phenomenon and the fans and how they can cope with the the, well, the, the ending of the series of films. Uh, the last film was released today uh, across the United States. And I guess, Michelle, you say the whole thing's in 3D, which that sounds like fun. Uh, did you feel like the 3D effect was uh, was pretty worthwhile? Was it worth the extra, you know, five bucks or whatever to see it in 3D? Do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. It was cool. Uh, so yeah, when I, I, when we saw that uh, the movie with the blue people, Avatar. Avatar. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> I went and saw, it's, I saw it two times in theaters. One time yeah. I saw it in uh, the first time I saw it in IMAX. The second time I saw it in sort of a regular theater that yes. wasn't IMAX, and I was so totally the second time going meh. You know, the, the the IMAX made all the difference in the world to me. Really? You thought so? I, I didn't really feel like it was that much worse at the, the 3D theater. I really did. I, I was totally just, it, it took the, the magic was gone for mm. me the second time. Well, that's because you'd already seen it, silly. <sighs> I, but I, look, yeah, you'd be an acc- there's acclimated plenty of, to the 3D. There's plenty of movies out there that I, I enjoy seeing the second time. Iron Man, when that came out. Mm. I'm really excited about Captain America that's coming out, um, which has got to be. <laughs> I knew you were going to get Captain America in there. <laughs> Kind of. Well, you know, it comes out next week. Um, are are and you like as geeky for Captain America as uh, Michelle is for Harry Potter? I was pushing. <laughs> are a you going to dress up? A couple of years ago, I don't have anything. Um, you know, I've I've tried every year to get my wife to allow me to have a couple hundred bucks for Captain America. You outfit. want Captain America underwear? I bet I have got to make it. <laughs> two pair <laughs> and several t-shirts and, and Just things. Make like up that. a shield or something like that. How, what, what? Paint a garbage can. Right, that's what you do. Uh, Homebrew stuff. The shield is such an iconic portion of Captain America that it has to be something that's that's right. I mean, you can you can get away with so much more. You could go without a costume as long as you have the shield. Okay, 
So anyway, I'm 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 excited about going. I always think it's it's kind of strange. So many people listen to the show probably th- think those boys run American, but Captain America is my favorite, you know. Mm. And um, I just wonder if it seems strange to to our sort of longtime listeners. That, why would that be? I don't know. I just know why that'd be strange. You've talked about Captain America in the past. I just uh, you frequently know, the, wearing Captain America T-shirts and such. I don't know. I mean, do you, you know, have a man crush? On uh, Captain America? It's not real. Well, and didn't Captain America <laughs> turn against the U.S. federal government? Back in the 70s, uh, I didn't turn against. He, he he hung up his shield because he was upset with, I think, uh, racial equality in the United States, turned into the character Nomad. He has, uh, again, and then in the situation with Civil War, which was yeah, a that's couple what of, I was thinking of, the recent one. A couple of years ago, um, the United States government, at the behest of Iron Man, Tony Stark, um, you know, the fascist right? was going to, uh, well, that's, that's the role he played in that. Yeah. Somebody had to <laughs> um, in, in that particular series that... Uh, you know, he wanted all the characters, all the, the superheroes to to register with the federal government. Captain mm-hmm. America said, even though the federal government, he works for S.H.I.E.L.D. He's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he said, the hell with that. Yeah, no way. That's not acceptable. And he re- led the resistance, culminating in his uh, death, which, of course, now he's back. Well, right. I mean, of course. I mean, how couldn't you be a fan of that as a liberty-minded person? That sounds pretty great yeah yeah i guess you're right well i'm is this I, movie... I suspect that this movie is going to be very world war ii um hoo-ha is that when it's going to be taking yeah. place um the, marvel created this kind of uh, nazi organization called hydra okay and uh he's going to be fighting you know hydra's uh, the, 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 the head, multi-headed yeah. snake Ve, Ve, baden von stumbler um, <laughs> multi-headed <laughs> creature i guess mythical creature not really a snake i guess yeah it's a, cr- it's a mit- mythical creature and then there's another one, uh, Baron Zemo or something like that. And these guys are sort of the Nazis that he fights and, and Red Skull. So that, Red Skull. Okay, so you said the Nazis that he fights. And, you know, back to Harry Potter for just one yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. That is actually, <clears throat> pardon me, that was, you know, that evil, the Aryan I- idea. That's really what Lord Voldemort is, the bad guy. What he's trying to do is kill the muggles mm. because he wants to wipe out all non the non magic race. He's kind of like uh, Magneto. Um, he considers the the humans to be a lesser race, and one could argue that that would be the truth, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, if you're dealing with a, a small race of people who are magically inclined, and the rest of us are not, then uh, you know why why what why have all those people that aren't around? Right? Doesn't want to soil and bloody the, so, the lines. Shall we continue with uh, with the coping tips? Sure, here coping for, tips, the, for the yeah. fans, please, of, because uh, I might go home and like have a breakdown. Uh, so, according to the Washington Times, uh, speaking with various different coping experts and fan fanatics of various different series like Star Trek and, and Star Wars, uh, they're talking about things you can do. One was to have a convention, and I'd be surprised if there isn't already one. I presume there would there isn't because I would ex- I would ex- hope the person who wrote this piece would have researched that. This is pretty serious uh, newspaper. This is from Washington. Yeah, the Washington Times. Yeah, you'd think they'd. Research so like get that. yourself a convention together. That's something that it clearly will continue a franchise on into the future. Like Star Wars, Star Trek, Transformers even have a convention. Uh, let's see. What else is out there? Lebowski. The, 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 uh, the big Lebowski. Oh, God, the Lebowski awesome. Fest. Uh, so there's all kinds of conventions out there for pop- relatively popular films, even ones that don't have a, a long history. Lebowski was just a one-off. And proud uh, we film. are of all of them. Yeah. So uh, the other one is do it yourself. Write some fan fiction or make fan fiction movies. 
Uh, says here, for the less literary-minded, improvements in video effects and editing technology have turned fan-made films into a genre so hot that George Lucas himself has taken notice. The Star Wars creator is sponsoring a contest to recognize the likes of Chad Vader, Day Shift Manager, a humorous spoof that chronicles the pedestrian adventures of Darth Vader's little brother, a down-on-his-luck grocery store (laughs) middle manager. An overnight shift too, right? Wasn't well, he he, he got uh, reduced to the overnight uh, right. shift after he tried to uh, use the force, I believe, on the night shift manager. <laughs> right. Something happened. I don't know. It, it didn't go well for Chad. You had to create some kind of conflict with Star Wars. You even see people unhappy where with where Lucas has taken the films, according to the fanatic. Uh, you see them fixing what they think is wrong. Wish Dumbledore was still alive. Then get typing. Spin-off and off and off. The original Star Trek spawned six television series over four decades. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. I mean, this is really, you know, and nobody's, the fans still love it. I, I watched. Mm, uh, they're the, clamoring for more. The next generation or the new generation. I never, I always get them confused. Um, there, there was a Robotech uh, car- cartoon that was called The Other Thing. Okay. This isn't. Um, and then there was Deep Space Nine. And yep. then they went on after that. I, I, I didn't watch any of the, the ones after that, but I really enjoyed those. People want to know if my last name seven is actually my name or if i was named after you're, star trek if you're a borg yeah toll free number 800-259-9231 so more coping uh, suggestions coming up here and you can certainly share your thoughts on the harry potter franchise 800-259-9231 you can bring up whatever's on your mind take control of the airwaves this is free talk live The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. We invite you to our website. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Dot com, and if you're a lady listener, instructions are available as to how to become part of the shrine there. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best uh, equipment that money can buy. So... If your business needs to be handled, uh, your your accounts receivable needs to be handled by somebody else because you just hate doing it, check out uh, SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right. Once again, 800-259-9231. We'll get back to more Harry Potter coping tips here in a little bit, but we've got Doug on the line, formerly Miss Porcupole of uh, 2010. Doug, you're ba- uh, you're with us here on Free Talk Live. You won. Miss um, Porcupole is this cute little name for the person who wins the pole dancing contest that and happens. Doug can work a pole. Yeah, that happens each year. He at beat me. The Porcupine Freedom Festival. He deserved to to win. Yeah. I mean, he was great. Uh, uh, I didn't beat you, Michelle. Michelle, you taught me everything I know. You're my, <laughs> my inspiration. Sometimes you the student the becomes the master. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. Well, I'll settle on being the muse. I'm not going to be the teacher anymore, but I'll be the muse. How about that? That's really good. Yeah, so I got beat by some stupid, you know, I don't know, like go-go dancer with, like, you know, a perfect body, and, you know, she's all tall and cool and looks like they can dance really well. Don't you uh, hate way, that? I taught her. She <gasps> wasn't going to pole dance until I picked her up and dragged her out there. Oh, so maybe oh. we've started a trend, Doug. Yeah, I am Hermes, perhaps. <laughs> so, by the way, we're talking about Buzz's big gay dance party, which happens, uh, it happened the last two years at Porkfest, and I imagine it will be happening again, but I haven't heard uh, any news on that. I'm It'll sure be we'll, bigger and gayer. We'll let you know. It's hard to get much bigger and gayer, but uh, it certainly was big and gay this time around. Anyway, Doug, what I'm else are you calling about tonight? I'm getting in trouble for some of those pictures on Facebook, but I took care of those. Um, <laughs> hey... I, um, I, you know, a few days ago you asked for people who lived in Minnesota to talk about how the shutdown is affecting them. Yeah, well, I heard that the shutdown's going to end. Is that true? I have heard nothing about it. It doesn't affect my life. Okay. <laughs> so, but I'll tell you this. The shutdown now, and I'm, it's funny because all the revenue generating or a lot of the revenue generating functions, like you would think they wouldn't shut down, like the casino we have a state racetrack here. Um, the campgrounds, you mentioned those, those, those are a profit center in the summertime. They shut all of those things down, you know, and then all the other stuff like the highway patrol, uh, you know, the, the sheriffs, well, their county, I guess. But all those, you know, enforcers, they're out of still. You know, they're all over the place. Isn't that interesting? And what about garbage pickup and... Uh, that's city, city, county, private. We've got a lot of places that's private where there's competition, you know, where the three people compete for your business, and if you choose one or the other one, they give you a free week, so people just keep on. Well, that's it. a good thing. I mean, obviously yeah. for free market, you know, reasons, but um, I was in Papete in Tahiti back years ago when um, the uh, the – the uh, mail as well as the garbage people went on strike and the whole island just was a giant stench of foul odor. And, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. The other thing that I did, I'm driving to my, in a way, a private campground. It's my cabin. You know, I'm going up there and I'm inviting people to come up and camp on my camp, my private campground. So those are up and running. There are several of them. Mm. The else interesting. I'm by a rest stop. All state-operated restaurants are closed. Wow, that's outrageous. I one that is operated by the Brainerd Chamber of Commerce, big open sign on it. That's really bad for the girls. Guys can still stop off there and uh, take take it out to a tree, but uh, you know that's it's a little rough. more. It's a little trickier for for the ladies for sure. Doug, thanks for the update, man. I appreciate it. So have a safe drive out there, and uh, thanks for the call tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The news on the uh, the shutdown here. By the way, record setting shutdown. Uh, one it has lasted longer than any other state government shutdown uh, thus far. And it may eclipse the federal government. The federal government was a 15-day shutdown back in the 1990s. That was a record there. This one may eclipse that because it was a few days ago that we talked about this, and it was 11 days at that point. It's now been, I think, at least a few more days since that point. And according to the story over at MyFoxTwinCities.com, while Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton and Republican leaders reached a budget agreement to end the state government shutdown, there are still lots of questions. When will lawmakers vote on the deal? Are both sides in jeopardy of not getting enough votes? 
Uh, Dayton spokes bureaucrat said details of the budget bill should be finalized in private meetings over the weekend, and the governor could bring lawmakers back to the Capitol for a special session as early as Monday. So it sounds like it's not going to be any sooner than Monday uh, before they start getting the ball rolling again on the Minnesota government. So therefore, it sounds to me like they are going to set the uh, the national record for the longest government shutdown in the United States across the board, federal and state. Good for them. Yeah, that's something to be proud of as far as I'm concerned. Well, I'll be really excited if the uh, the House and Senate can agree to increase the debt ceiling in the federal government and so we see something like that. Well, yeah, the, uh, the threat last night or the threat that we shared last night was, came earlier this week was that they're not going to send out Social Security checks. If they don't come to an agreement, that's well, in uh, the irony crap. there is that Social Security is actually that is actually earned money from you know people. It's that's not an entitlement. It's not discretionary. Uh, yeah. budget. it's not discretionary and has does, doesn't have anything to do with the budget. Um, right. So you know, yeah, that's absolutely holding America hostage mm-hmm. for what they want. And this is the other thing about this uh, this government shutdown in Minnesota is they're still holding people hostage. The the claim is, hey, hey, we'll be back in a few days. Don't worry, we'll get this straightened out. And so all these people who are out on uh, you know these these pensioned government employees are out you know waiting for their jobs to get back. We had a lady call. Lynn, who was uh, was she a school teacher? Ian, what? I don't recall. She worked uh, for the state. She worked in the state in some capacity. No, she worked for the the forestry department or something in some capacity. She yeah. said she said she was an efficient bureaucrat and good for her. Um, you know, that's she's, an oxymoron. Well, you know, you can you can do the best you can in a particular job. Okay, and they. You know, she's she's waiting to go back. What is she supposed mm-hmm. to what's she supposed to do? She she wanted to she wants to go out and get a job. She, she already put in applications at other places. It, you know, you don't know what's going to go on. And, and, you know, this is one of the things that the state does. <laughs> you know, they lose the efficient employees who can go on and make more money in the marketplace. And uh, they, they keep the ones who aren't. I remember when my wife worked for the uh, vocational services or whatever in Florida, uh, she was done with her her list of things to do for the year in August. And then she began to see seeing other people's clients for them. Uh, her clients were shuffled off. Their her completed clients were shuffled off and given to other employees to make them look more efficient. She's done in August. So realistically, she could have slowed down tremendously and still. Been That's what the rest paid. of them do. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So back to the uh, the fun uh, Harry Potter. Uh, the Harry Potter. The suggestion as to uh, multiple suggestions as to what to do to cope with your loss. Uh, the loss of the Harry Potter film franchise, at least as we know it. Was it you, Michelle, that suggested the prequel as an option earlier? That would be an option, sure. Yeah, yeah that seems like a that seems like a no brainer, right? Because I don't really think that there's. I think that a prequel is an option. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, to go beyond or even yeah. to branch off would be very interesting. But to go back into uh, maybe to have something, yeah, and that the generation original, with the original Snape, Voldemort Snape. story. Yeah, there exactly. was a, wasn't the the father in the Order of the Phoenix or something like that. Was isn't there a relative in the Order of the Phoenix? Yes. Um, they could do something like that. But this J.K. Rowling, you said she was uh, more wealthy than, than the Queen at this point. I don't see why she would allow her franchise to be used by Hollywood to go on and uh, do anything, you know. Well, why bigger. not? It can make more money. You don't, you don't need it at that point. But at that point, you can give a bunch of it away. So why wouldn't you? I, supp- I suppose. So uh, continuing with suggestions. Because <laughs> you, you want to protect your intellectual property. That's why. But what? Why? Well, why? She she could write another book. Why doesn't Lucas turn it over to uh, turn the Star Trek uh, franchise over to somebody else to do some other stuff? Lucas is a socialist. <laughs> <laughs> so there's more suggestions here as to how to cope with this situation. We've already gone through uh, have a convention, 
Uh, we've also talked about uh, folks doing fan fiction and fan films. Are there more suggestions? We'll come up to those in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can certainly uh, share your thoughts on Harry Potter and, and what it means, what it all means. What, what did you see? Uh, what was the message for you? It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And if you enjoy this program, you can help support Free Talk Live. One of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. When you enter Amazon through the links uh, present on that site, then Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase. It's basically a way for Amazon to reward us for sending them business. So you were going to go shop at Amazon anyway, likely. I mean, if you're shopping on the Internet, you've likely shopped at Amazon. So just enter through our portal over at shop.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale when you do that. That's shop.freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes will kill you, and you've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try anyway. Well, they're in a healthier option. They're 22,000 times healthier than cigarettes. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save, on average, about $120 a month by using e-cigarettes. So you already start by being richer, feeling better, and smelling better. Well, what more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Uh, just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL, and you'll get a free starter kit and free shipping. There's free shipping on all orders over $60 um, at Vaporsmiths.com. Or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. All right, we continue with coping suggestions for those who are concerned, for those who are distraught by the fact that the Harry Potter film franchise may be over. Unless they do something like a spinoff or a prequel, it's uh, pretty much a done deal as of the uh, the latest film, which was just released today. And the Washington Times is uh, getting into it here with uh, some experts on coping as well as uh, people who are just fanatics about certain films and talking about things that fans do to keep the flame alive, so to speak. Uh, you've got, of course, conventions, which are in many cases very, very popular, like with Star Wars and Star Trek and uh, Transformers and such. And then also, uh, of course, you've got fan fiction, which has really exploded in popularity since the dawn of the uh, the Internet here is becoming more popular over time. Uh, as as the cost of uh, producing things I – mean, obviously, it costs nothing to word process. And the cost of uh, doing like fan films, of course, continues to come down. That's the reason why fan films started to happen in the first place was because it's – it's within reach of the average person who, if you're if it's your hobby, you spend a few hundred bucks and get yourself a camera and spend a few more and get other equipment, and before you know it, you've got the stuff you need to make a movie with, and they've got uh, digital effects now that are. I wonder if they'll have pornographic 
Harry Potter movies. I, I they know probably they already have, do. I think they have already pornographic fan fiction. Um, you know, I haven't read it, but I read, read about it at one or point. Or fan artwork, for instance. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it does happen. I mean, people, even well, the Simpsons have it, this stuff. Yeah. Isn't it Rule 34? Isn't that what it's called? If you can think about it, there's probably porn of it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can think of the Simpsons, there's porn of that. If you can think of Harry Potter, there's right. porn of that. Uh, so spin- well, the prequel. I think that I think that there's absolute room for that. And when I was growing up, Star Wars. I think Star Wars came out when I was like eight or something like that. And so Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I thought that was it, you know. And then this mm-hmm. Episode One came out, and I'm like, no, no, no. And I'd say to my kids, you know, Star Wars, the first one, and they're like, you Which mean the one? fourth one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that there'd be room to go back and do prequels, even for J.K. Rowling's and and um. So yeah, Mark, I, I'm I'm down with your idea that enough is enough. She's got she's loaded. What I'm more does she need? <laughs> I'm not saying that that's what should happen. I'm just uh, you know be prepared that she may very well decide that ho- this whole idea of producing more stuff with her idea isn't that great of a uh, of an idea. True, she may feel like it's complete and that it doesn't need to go any further. I guess only time will tell. Uh, so here's some other suggestions: spin off and off and off. The original Star Trek spawns six television series over four decades. The expanded Star Wars canon includes novels, comic books, an animated children's show, and one epically awful cash-in variety show, the Star Wars Holiday Special, broadcast once yeah. in 1978 and never ever again. That was good stuff. There was actually uh, the speaking of people that do uh, online videos and make, use uh, production effects and things like that the angry video game nerd is one of these characters mm-hmm. uh, on the internet and he's quite an, he's quite a, i think a success story I one agree. of those one of those guys who started doing something cuz he loved to do it online and and has turned it into a profit center i don't know if he's making a full living at it th- thus far but uh, he may I, I think he did say at one point that he had quit his his full-time job which is a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess his fans really want that content produced, but, right? But he does more than just uh, video game reviews of old bad video games. He also does uh, cinema reviews, and he'll do other kind of different video projects. And one of them that he did was the Star, Way, uh, Star Wars Holiday Special. He, he went into it and went into detail on just how bad I saw uh, this. And, I, you know, at the time, I was seven, eight, nine, something mm-hmm. like this. What was it, 1978? I was seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it was all it needed to be. I was so <laughs> excited, um, you know, because it was all Wookiees, right? C-3PO, he, like, fell apart, and R2-D2 saved him, and then the princess, she was pretty, and she had the white dress with the funny braids, yep. and, you Wait, know. Wait, that doesn't, does that happen in the holiday I, special? I can't remember I the holiday special. I, I, I thought it was all Ewoks. No, yeah, Ewoks, yeah, no, 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 Ewoks. no, 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 Ewoks didn't even, weren't even invented in 1978. Really? I'm mean, not Ewoks, I, that's not what I mean. Wookiees. 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 Yeah. Wasn't I, it all Wookiees? Han Solo's I can, mom. I cannot remember. Chewbacca? I can't imagine. <laughs> you sound like a sarlacc. I can sound like the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, we'll give it a shot. Everybody wants to hear it now. Which one was that? I don't know. It was the baby. <laughs> All right. According to uh, Wikipedia, in the storyline that ties the special together, Chewbacca and Han Solo visit Kashik, Chewbacca's home world. Kashyyyk. To celebrate Life Day, along the way they are pursued by agents of the Galactic Empire who are searching for members of the Rebel Alliance on the planet. So yeah, uh, the special introduces three members of Chewbacca's family, and it's definitely a focused on... uh, I don't remember a thing about it. I remember being excited about it coming out, and that's, that's all I remember. 
yeah, it, it looked pretty horrible. From there wasn't much on TV at the time, anyway. So it's it's you have to wait versus yeah. uh, what what was available. Similarly, Ms. Rowling announced last month the upcoming launch of Pottermore.com, a website featuring additional illustrations and eighteen thousand new words. Well, there you go, Mark. There's an early indicator that she's willing to keep this thing going. Eighteen thousand more words. Given market demand for all things Potter, a sign-up page for the site crashed almost immediately following the announcement. It's a safe bet that the milking of the Potterverse has only just begun. Also, how else uh, to cope with the loss of Harry Potter's uh, film franchise? Stimulate the economy. Video games, trading cards, Dixie Cups, not one but two branded versions of the venerable board game Risk. You name the item, and chances are Star Wars fans can buy it or ride it thanks to the Star Tours attraction at Disneyland. Potter followers, of course, already have flocked to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, an Orlando theme park that sports wow, roller a coasters. Wow, theme park. Yep. And restaurants that serve strawberry peanut butter ice cream, plus butterbeer, which hopefully tastes better than it sounds. <laughs> Another one here. Life imitates Hogwarts. Ronald Reagan's strategic defense initiative, the Cold War plan to develop space weaponry capable of shooting down incoming Russian nuclear warheads, earned the na- nickname Star Wars. Star Trek has been referenced in everything from the Beastie Boys lyrics to The Simpsons. In the manner of classic myths, entertainment sagas like Potter have a way of permeating their surrounding culture to the point of blurring or even erasing the line between fantasy and reality. Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is sort of the way that the the major films truly they they integrate they touch people on so, so many levels that you can use that their analogies are are available to everyone i mean star wars you can uh, you can people use this all the time to explain things uh, star uh, another one is matrix matrix is oh yeah sure tr- used that whole red pill blue pill thing is used by so many different the christians use it uh, uh, you know the the libertarians everybody says yeah. we understand how the world really works you got to take our red pill or whatever it is and yeah these are these are how the truly great films really integrate case in point in potter the fictional students of the fictional hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry play a fictional game called kidditch in which wizards fly around not quidditch Quidditch. sorry quidditch Quidditch. uh you can tell i'm not a Huge fan. But, uh, I've seen the movies and they're good. In which wizards fly around on broomsticks and uh, and toss balls through hoops. Now, on actual American college campuses in real life, real students play a version of the game in which they toss balls through hoops and run around with broomsticks between their legs. I would imagine alcohol's involved. They don't. They don't mention that here. Uh, alas, nobody flies. All of which would seem stranger if Star Wars hadn't already inspired a real life Jedi religion, the way Klingons of Star Trek, a race of warrior aliens, have inspired the creation of a viable language that's right people actually do speak klingon yeah you can on the, on the interwebs you can figure out how to speak klingon and it's uh it, it's amazing it's amazing how how people just love this stuff according to the fan uh, expert here he says they spoke klingon on the show fraser shakespeare and the bible have been translated into it and there's an actual klingon language institute in pennsylvania <laughs> So in case you want to go and sign up and take classes on how to speak Klingon, you can do that. There's something for everybody, man. <laughs> Keep Hope Alive, the promotional poster tagline for Deathly Hallows Part 2 reads, It All Ends. Maybe so. Hollywood's historical weakness for sequels, however, suggests otherwise. Lucas wrapped up his original Star Wars trilogy in 1983, but after years of hemming and hawing, he produced three additional movies. Were Horner, uh, Homer alive today, the Iliad 2, Troy's Revenge, would likely be in pre-production. <laughs> Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. You can bring up anything you would like. Hour three's next. It's free talk live. 
Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. For those of you just tuning in, we have uh, we have had somewhat of a theme, uh, aside from talking about Harry Potter, which has been a, a big topic tonight. Uh, there's also been a theme of uh, kids and parents and getting in trouble with the law. You had, in the first hour, the mom who's been charged with vehicular homicide for walking her kids across the street. One of her kids was hit by a drunk driver in the process of crossing the street. And so the people in uh, the state agents in Georgia charged mom with vehicular homicide. For walking across the street. What was the uh, the drunk driver charged with? He got something um, less serious. Yeah, he got six months. Uh, it was hit and run. Yeah, hit and run. Uh, he did had he get some, a DUI too? He, apparently, uh, they did not test him for DUI. He had had a little to drink was in quotations uh, before the incident. So, uh, drunk driver is, is not necessary. Somebody who had been drinking earlier um, in the day is the, the best way to describe that. So there was that. Uh, that mom is facing now three years in prison as a result of taking her kids across the street. And uh, the other detail was that she couldn't have possibly have used a crosswalk because it was a, uh, a highway. And so there was nowhere to cross at some sort of official location anyway. And where was this? Where did this happen? Georgia, Marietta. Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, also in Georgia, there was another story as well about a woman uh, getting arrested at the TSA checkpoint because she didn't want her daughter to be touched by the agents. Here's another one from Georgia for you. Midway, Georgia. Police have busted none other than a lemonade stand because the three girls running it didn't have a business license. This according to thecoastalsource.com. The three girls thought if they sold enough lemonade, they could make money to go to the water park, splash, in the borough. Well, they thought wrong. Midway police say they're breaking the city law and they have to go. It's kind of crazy that we couldn't sell lemonade, said Cassidy Dixon. She said it was fun, but we had to listen to the cops and shut it down. The girls had only been open for one day before Midway's police chief and another officer cruised by and saw the stand. Skylar Roberts, one of the other girls, said they told us to shut it down and we didn't know why. Well, now you've learned, haven't you? This is what America's all about, kids. It's not about being free. It's not about uh, having opportunities or creating your own opportunities. It's about begging permission from your mommy, the government, 
and uh, and then being able to maybe make a little bit of money. You know, this is it's disgusting that cops shut down lemonade stands because I think that these are great ways for kids to uh, to to learn sort of uh, you know certainly many uh, entrepreneurial skills. Sort ethic. of, definitely. Yeah. You know, they get ripped off also, and they they have spillage, and they have to pay for their um, you know use capital to pay for their product, hopefully, and set it up and clean it up and. I think it's an awesome way. And, you know, to to demonstrate how things have changed, here I am, 43 years old, and when I was first doing mine back when I was 7, 8, 9, mm-hmm. 10, cops used to stop at my lemonade stand and buy lemonade from me. Yep. Wow. Boy, have things changed. No have they Have they changed? But, you know, this is, when you look at this from the other side, of as the bureaucracy that issues these uh, work permits uh, that uh, every business basically has to have, you have to have some kind of permission paper to open your doors. What do you do if there's somebody who has a bricks and mortar lemonade shop in in the same town who's paid all their fees and done all their stuff and what what's it like for them when kids are out there selling lemonade and the I guess they get all butthurt or something I, I imagine <laughs> oh, they do gosh, that's such a visual you know, maybe they do maybe they don't but those darn kids you know when, at what age is the cutoff at what age do police officers cease to uh, give kids uh, trouble about their lemonade stands? well I neglected to mention the aids on or the ages here on purpose because I thought it was an interesting detail. One of the uh, one of the young ladies was ten. The other fourteen. So maybe they picked on them especially hard because one of them was a teenager. They could seem be, to be a fourteen-year-old. Like, I think can go work. I don't know what the f- rules are. I, I I don't even want to know what the rules are as far as kids working. But I was working at the age of twelve. We had told them this, according to Midway's police chief Kelly Morningstar. We had told them we understand you guys are young, but still. You're breaking the law, and we can't let you do it anymore. The law is the law. Uh, and we have to be they had cons- only done it two days. They were on their second day, yeah. right? And we have to be consistent with how we enforce the laws. You know, I, I think this is what people want, though, from cops, is consistency. Now, the sad thing is that this consistency results in situations like this. But what... What do you do? Just stop all permits? I don't think they're prepared to do that. That would be the consistent way to handle this. The consistent pro-liberty way to handle this is no, the, the the municipality no longer authorizes business to go and businesses to go into business that they just go into business and then, you know, we'll have people opening all kinds of stuff without asking permission. And when you have no uh, rules, no licenses for people to go into business, then people can go into all kinds of businesses that you might not otherwise want in your town. For instance, this town in which we live in contains no nude bars, no uh, places that sell pornography, um, none of these things. Although there is a pipe shop right on Main Street. Um, you mean corner which news? actually sells porn? It, do they sell some porn too? Yeah. Okay. There's like magazines? Porn. There's a back room full of porn. Well, I'm glad you've uh, had a chance to check that out. I actually haven't, <laughs> but uh, but you you can see it from the front door of the operation. Well, you know, I, I don't spend my a lot of my time in there, but uh, okay. I actually haven't gone into them. But At, I look forward to it. So you know, why don't we uh, start out with the in Minnesota? Right. The town that's uh, the state that's shutting down. Mm -hmm. I think that if more and more people would refuse to pay for these services that are being provided, quote unquote, by the state, then then um, 
we would see a reduction in those services. I agree. <laughs> uh, the, it's the hard, the hardest thing though is to open a retail establishment and then say, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to pay one of your, uh, um, you know, they, they know where to come get you. They'll yeah. be there immediately. Like if I open a coffee shop, sixty on Main million Street, people though have not filed and paid income taxes. But it's different. Those and, people are harder to find than right. the business on Main Street. Absolutely. I'm going to have a flashing Absolutely. neon line, neon sign that says they open found for these business. girls after 24 hours. They went after these teenage, these well, not one of them wasn't a teenager, but one of them was a teenager. These young girls, they went after them after a day. That's how quick they were on this. Let me continue here because this is just the most. It's it's almost hard to say which of these lemonade stories because this is not the only one they've shut no, down this, multiple lemonade stands. Plethora of them. In many cases, Virtual cornucopia. But in but in many cases they threaten to do we'll something. Syllabic words. In many cases, they threaten to do something, and then they get back down because yeah. the public gets all upset. In this case, they didn't even threaten. They just came in, and they shut it down, and so that's why this is even more egregious than the average uh, How did they shut it down? lemonade case. Well, they came in, and they intimidated the, the young ladies into that's stopping. Th- that's threatening. I mean, the, little, the, the ladies didn't say, this is our property, get off. We're going we're gonna to sell lemonade here. No, that would have been nice had, had they done that, but they're kids, so they don't know well, how to stand right, on Right, of course rights. they don't. Um, I think we should start a Facebook event, Lemonade Stands Across America. I think that's a fine idea, and I think you should do that. I think I will. I'd be happy to, uh, to help you promote it. Thank you. Uh, a city ordinance. So according, so according to the cops, they had to do this. The law is the law, says the police chief. By city ordinance, the girls must have a business license, a peddler's permit, and a food permit. Oh, God. Just to set up shop, even on residential property. The permits cost $50 a day. Now, good luck trying to sell enough lemonade yeah. at 25 cents. or well, They were trying to make enough money to go to the water park. Yeah. Right. Instead of asking their mom and dad. Yep. There's the your 50 bucks, right? I mean, what's a water park ticket cost? Maybe 30 bucks a pop or something like that, yeah. 25 bucks. So there's your 50 bucks right there, your For, first day. Forget the 50 bucks. You know that if uh, they're not going to give this food license uh, to her without a, uh, you know, the, they've, they're going to have all kinds of Insurance. requirements. She's going to have to have separate uh, facilities for, you know, mixing and Wheelchair baking ramp. and, you know, everything. Right. As it's, a little segue, you know, we talked uh, about a month or so ago about the Orlando people who continue to get arrested for feeding the homeless. That's right. Well, in it's the park. still going. Right. In Boston Commons today, there was a big area set up uh to feed not just homeless, but it was just free food. Mm -hmm. And there were all these stands out, you know, hot dog stands and other stands out where you had to pay. And then there was the free food. And people were going by the free food area and they were offering, the guys were offering it to them and they said, no, let that, leave that for the homeless. And they said, Mm -hmm. but it's for everyone. More coming up here. There's a little more from the cop, the chief officer here as to his excuse for why he did what he did to these young ladies. 1-800-259-9231. Got to teach them a lesson what life is really like in America. They'll learn it eventually. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Want to keep up to date with Free Talk Live? Get the latest information as it is available. Go to news.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up to follow our email updates or Twitter or Facebook. Get information about Free Talk Live delivered directly to you in the way that works best for you. It's all free, of course. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up there. That's news.freetalklive.com. Also, you know the federal government's printing money like it's going out of style QE1, QE2, QE3. Is, the money uh, is going out of style. I would say. <laughs> it's, it's coming upon us on a, uh, very soon. Gold and silver likely to go up. I'm predicting uh, you know, September, August, September, October. Just a guess. Tends to go up after, after the summertime. Um, it's, it's moving upward right now. You can get some gold and silver yourself by going to gold.freetalklive.com. Not only will you get some of the best prices on the internet, you'll be helping Free Talk Live, helping Genesis Communications Network, the, uh, our syndicator, it's gold.freetalklive.com. We're sharing with you uh, yet another sad story about the way things really are in America. There's this kind of idyllic version of America out there, I think, that really only exists in some people's minds where it's free country, folks. You can just go and set up whatever business you want to and sell your product or service. And it, that's what America was based on, based on the free market and its freedom out there. Well, if uh, you were... 14-year-old Cassidy Dixon and 10-year-old Skylar Roberts, you found out the truth recently as police agents in Midway, Georgia, closed in to stop the teenage rebels uh, from selling, or nearly teenage in one case, from selling lemonade. Police chief said, we had told them, we understand you guys are wrong, but still, or you guys are young, but still you're breaking the law and we can't let you do it anymore. A day, one day was enough. The law is the law, and we have to be consistent with how we enforce the laws. And then he went on to say something uh, even more absurd. But first, we go to Chris, listening to WBHP in Alabama. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Nice show, folks. Thank uh, you. Thank you a lot. Go ahead. What's on your mind tonight, Chris? Uh, the the story you're talking about was on Fox News and a few of the other networks earlier today, and the anchors were had a little bit of a humorous tone when they were reporting on it. Me, personally, I don't think it's that funny. Not at all. I, I do basically the same thing. I don't sell lemonade. I sell firearms accessories that I manufacture on my own place. And I'll be damned if I'm going to ask the government if I have if I could have their permission to do so. Right government, on. <laughs> government agent shows up here. You know, he could come at gunpoint, but he will be at gunpoint. You know, what's the tipping point? When are we going to say hell no? Now, I've been saying it, and I'm glad you are, too, and the more people that say no, the more people will be encouraged to say no, and the more people that stand up, and it'll become this kind of, uh, hopefully, self-propagating uh, pr- thing where people get you know, the courage to say no by watching other, people's do, uh, other people do it. Well, one thing, uh, people have jobs and livelihoods hanging over their head if they were to take a stand. Oh, no, I'm fired immediately. You know, it's kind of a form of slavery to me. Yeah, I have a job. It's one I created for myself. Yeah. So what, the police lock me up. As soon as I bail out, I'm back here doing it again. And have so, they ever messed with you? Never. Good. In fact, I have a lot of police customers. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, uh, this is this is true for me, too, um, in the sense that I don't pay Social Security. Now, you don't have to legally pay Social Security, but employers are legally obligated to take it out of your paycheck. So, therefore, the average person who goes out and gets a job— Well, at least they believe they are. I believe they are, too. Hmm. Well, 
one thing too about our elected leaders and officials and the people doing things to peaceful people at gunpoint. You know, they didn't get there by fiat. They did not go out and were proclaimed by God Almighty to be the chief of police, president, whatever. That's the crap they are. We put them in there, or our fellow citizens did. We put them there. We should be able to take them out. And I mean, in a peaceful way, but still, yes, nobody put up a crap. I am with you, man. I love that attitude, and I thank you for the call tonight. You remain peaceful, but say no. That's the way to handle this stuff. And in the past, when we've talked about these lemonade uh, t- t- crackdown attempts, there have been examples of parents who have been of the mindset that we're talking about here, of Chris's mindset, where there was the one story of the kids that were selling the lemonade out the, the back of their car or something like that in their front yard. They were in, set up in their front yard, and the, you know, the cops came to try and shut them down, and mom wasn't going to stand for it. Mom was willing to continue supporting her daughters selling this lemonade. And as a result of mom being willing to stand up, it was my understanding that the, uh, the state backed down on that particular one. Yeah, that's, that's, I remember the story too. Unfortunately, this mom isn't quite as brave. Let me get to, I'll get to her quote in a moment. But first, now again, according to the city, they have to have $50 a day's worth of permits in order to legally be able to sell the lemonade, a business license, a peddler's permit, and a food permit just to set up shop, even if it's on residential property. That's a total of $180 per year, I guess. So you can pay for a yearly thing or pay for a daily uh, permit. The city official said it's their job to keep everyone safe and healthy, and there can be no exceptions to the rules. According to the police chief, he says, We were not aware of how the lemonade was made. Who made the lemonade? Of what the lemonade was made with? So we acted and accordingly and by city ordinance. Whew. Good thing we've got the police chief out there checking up on the lemonade out in the world, but whew, we wouldn't want to wouldn't want to take any risks by allowing somebody to make a glass of lemonade for us without having first analyzed the exact chain of events well, that uh, had led to the lemons being put in the... The suggestion uh, is, is that what? somehow they have an idea of where the lemonade's coming from that's from licensed businesses. Yeah. They don't know this, people. Yeah. Their, their inspector comes through, and it, likely the city doesn't even have one. Uh, this is some inspector from someplace else, but their inspector comes through once a year, wanders around, uh, you know, gets a free glass right. of lemonade, signs something off, and goes elsewhere. Yeah. It's not the city inspectors that ever catch these this, things these things are always broken by news agencies um and it's uh or the the central offices of franchises those are the ones that truly keep these things clean what we need is not a government agency to regulate this crap because i'll take government's my chances terrible terrible at it we need free market agencies to certify these uh, these sure. places as uh, being uh, certified and businesses that want to be certified will be certified and, and in a lot of cases customers will want their businesses to be certified but in my case i don't care if that that little girl's yeah. got a certification i don't care in that case no but right. some businesses i would care about some i wouldn't sure. i'll tell you the best meals i've ever had in my life are uncertified meals prepared by people uh, that right. i know in my real life you let the market decide including Michelle can really whip up a meal. Let's go to Danielle. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. She's in Charleston, West Virginia, listening to WVTS. Danielle, you're on Free Talk Live. You know, I, I heard this story, and I was just absolutely dumbfounded that they actually shut these girls down. If nothing else, they should be commending these girls for taking the responsibility of saying, you know what, we want to go to the water park, so we're going to pay for our own tickets. Yep. Let's Ask mom and dad for a change. Mm. 
Oh, I agree with you, but of course, the way the police and the government agents would see it would be that, well, look, Danielle, it's only responsible if you get the correct permits. That's what responsibility is about. It's about obedience. If they're going to do it that way, why don't they just go around and shut down every bake sale that every school has? Great point. Every yeah, public don't, school don't they used that for the pep rallies to raise money for their sports teams. Great call, Danielle. Thanks for the uh, thanks for making it tonight. 800-259-9231. We've yet to get the quote from mom in this case, though, and it's a sad one. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves because it's it's up to you, parents, to, uh, to set the example for your kids. Are you going to set the example of being an obedient serf or someone who stands up for their freedom? It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. No permit necessary. 1-800-259-9231. We're talking about another lemonade stand crackdown. We'll get back to that story here in moments. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will at some point take over. Wouldn't you like to be on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins, they could be that currency. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency, kind of like cash, but for the internet. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be increasing. It's uh, Well, at least they're trending upward uh, compared to the U.S. dollar, which is trending downward in value. You can find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month or two. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins have been trending upward. Weusecoins.org. All right, thecoastalsource.com reporting out of Midway, Georgia, where 14-year-old and 10-year-old girl are being shut down. They have been shut down. The Midway Police Chief, Kelly Morningstar, came out and uh, told these young ladies that, girls, you're going to need to have yourself a business license, a peddler's permit, and a food permit just to actually run this there here lemonade stand legally. So I don't see that you have those things. So, uh, young ladies, I'm afraid you're just going to have to shut this thing down. We can't be, just be having letting people run their own business around these parts. Not acceptable. What do you What do you think? This is a free country? Ah, ah, ah. Fifty bucks, ladies. Oh, what? You don't have that because you are saving money to go to the water park on your own without having to ask your parents to give the money to you? You don't have 50 bucks, otherwise you would have just gone to the water park. Oh, I guess you can't run your uh, lemonade stand. Sorry about that, girls. He's, he said we're not aware of how the lemonade was made, who made the lemonade, or what the lemonade was made with. So we acted accordingly and by city ordinance. Now, Mom, unfortunately, responded in this way. This is the saddest part. She said it's almost like they don't have anything better to do. I'm going to let it go. I'm trying to teach them good. I don't think if I keep on... It'll teach them a good thing. Uh, I disagree. You milly mouth wimpy chick. Gross me out. Right. She, in the first <laughs> sentence, she feels kind of bad. Like she realizes it's wrong. It's wrong what they've done to her. She's, she, she says it's almost like they don't have anything better to do. Suggesting, I'm not going to teach my girls to stand up for what we think is right. 
Right. And then she goes on to basically say, I'm going to go ahead and stick my head in the sand and cower yep. in front of this these is police. What, you know, what the police really want, what, what the result is going to be, is that the girls are going get, to get, get to go to the water park. Mom's going to pay for it because they're so disappointed. Mm-hmm. So all the cops have really done is destroy the entrepreneurial spirit of these girls. That's what happens in all of these cases where where kids don't stand up, where mom or dad don't encourage the kids to uh, to continue on, to press onward and to continue operating their lemonade stand. Then, yeah, you, this is the kind of situation that creates job slaves or wage slaves or whatever you want to call them. People yeah. who the entrepreneurial spirit has been destroyed, stomped all over, and they just realize that it's not worth it. They look around, they look at the world around them, and they see entrepreneurialism being destroyed, and they say to themselves, it's not worth it. They look at all the permits, and they say, Psh, why would I want to jump through all these hoops when I can just have a job? Why, why would I want to go through all the trouble of jumping through whatever arbitrary governmental hoops are put up for me so I can run my own business and possibly live my dreams when I can just go to work every day at some job? It's a lot easier that way. It's a lot easier. Not as much responsibility is exactly involved. Exactly that R word, responsibility. But people are willing to take these entrepreneurial roles early on until they have the spirit crushed out of them. And it's experiences like this early on that just guarantee that these young ladies are probably going to just be wage slaves for the rest of their lives. People will suggest that a freer world will result in larger, more dangerous corporations. And I would say that it's the opposite. I agree. That because if you have more freedom to start up your lemonade stand, you'll make money on your own. And then you can't be working for the big businesses. It's these right, and big permits and when- all the hoops the government puts in the way that supposedly protect us all as they're protecting these people of what is Marietta, Georgia, where is it? I don't know where it is. They're protecting the citizens from, uh, you know, poison lemonade from 14 year olds. Uh, you know, the, the way that they're protecting you just drives you into the arms of these big corporations. This is right. what creates fascism. Fascism is the marrying of large corporations and government. And this is how fascism is created. Right. They're protecting corporations from competition. So if you allow – if you have the free market, then anybody can start their own lemonade stand or whatever stand or whatever business. Then that means there's more competition because you don't have to beg permission. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to get the permit because in, in some cases, you could apply for a permit and they'll say no. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We have enough lemonade exactly. stands in this town. We have decided as the city council we know everything. We are the economic masters. We will determine whether or not you're even allowed to have yourself eliminated. I mean, here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, there's a prohibition, apparently, against advertising drink specials outside of a bar. So if you're a bar owner and you want to write something on the window of your bar outside, mm-mm, you can't do that. You can't you – know, $2 drafts. You can't do that. Hmm. You, 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 you can't have a folding sandwich board outside advertising your drink specials. Can't send, you can't send out a college kid, an entrepreneurial college kid, to hand out flyers, flyers. or nope. hold signs. Nope. Prohibited. And so there was a, some sort of a law that was passed at the, the state level here in, in New Hampshire where it actually repealed these ordinances across the state. Sounds good, right? Well, unfortunately, they put an opt-out provision in this law. So it's like, what's the point of having the law if you're going to let the cities opt out? So Keene, as well as some of the other cities in New Hampshire, chose to opt out. And the reason was given, and I've written uh, a piece about this over at freekeen.com, but the reason given in the uh, the newspaper ed- uh, article that was written about this is that, well, we don't want people to think that drinking is condoned in Keene. What? All the bars that are in Keene? 
Right. So for some reason, keeping the advertisements on the inside of the bars will fool everyone into thinking that drinking isn't condoned in Keene and that it's not something that goes on. Oh, there's no drinking in Keene. You can't see any advertisement for drink specials around. Clearly, it's not part of our culture here. Let's just sweep that right under the rug and pretend as though no one drinks in I mean, come on. It's nuts. You know, um, so. But this is the micromanaging that these government bureaucrats will do to business owners. There's no end to this. Well, you know, we've talked about education and, um, you know, institutionalized thinking and et cetera. And this is off the subject a bit, but still food related. I was over at Shaw's the other day and I had a $640 grocery bill. I did some. That's a heck of a grocery yeah, bill. Yeah, I did some I've grocery shopping. I've never had shopping. a grocery bill like yeah, that. I, I had to stock up on like you know some some things that apparently that you filled d- your basement goods. full of canned goods. <laughs> Something like that, but it's um, not a terrible idea actually. I just say it. <laughs> but I mean, as far as like buying food now, because it's going to go up. In it's price. going to go yeah. up if, if you're you know I mean <laughs> the canned goods that you bought today are going to be more costly uh, at least in in dollars uh, right. next year. Well, so in any case, I also was buying some, you know, fresh food for my family. And and one of the things I wanted to get some fish and there was some really beautiful salmon that was wild. And, you know, I ended up going getting that. But I asked about this Chilean sea bass, which was twelve ninety nine a pound. Chilean sea bass is actually more like twenty four to twenty six dollars a pound. And and um, so I said to the, the young guy behind the counter, I said, you know, this is not Chilean sea bass. It says it's from South Africa, and so it's it can't be Chilean sea right, bass. Right, it would have to be South African sea bass, <laughs> right. right? And he said, no, 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 it says on the box that it's Chilean sea bass. I said, well, if it were actually Chilean sea bass, then it would be from the Chilean waters, and it would be about $26 a pound. And the kid lied to me, and he said, well, mm. it was. We marked it down. I said, no, 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 no. Shaw's did not mark it down from $26 a pound to twelve ninety nine a pound. And I said, you know, I'm I'm not – I'm going to get your your – salmon which is even more expensive so yay for you for you know selling something to me but i just want you to know that it's important to me that you call things what they are and rather than just repeat you know something that's been told to you i'm trying to educate you that there's sea bass but chilean sea bass isn't even actually sea bass so you know you can you can go get yourself educated since you are the fish guy here yeah. well so this the um man mike at the uh, who's the manager of the store chased me down and he came up and he said actually i googled it he gave me paperwork from the u.s department of uh sea bass. the u.s department of state diplomacy in action on sea bass and he said the government said that it's chilean that i can call it chilean sea bass so that must be so Interesting. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are next. 1-800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk live. Maybe enough time for your thoughts if you are on the line now. 1-800-259-9231 might get you in here in the remaining moments. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, Michelle, and Mark. We invite you to our website. You can get interactive there in various different ways. And it's important to know that Free Talk Live, our website's free. 
So uh, you can go there and enjoy it, freetalklive.com. Various different features, uh, listening options included. So we've got live streams that are broadband and dial-up flavored. Listen around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is always airing there. Uh, plus our great radio stations, over hundred and something like 108 stations across the country, taking the show at various different times throughout the week. You can get a list of those, plus our satellite listening options, including two XM channels, uh, in addition to our free-to-air KU band satellite channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in that way. Plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live in your ears. Go to listen.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. The reason the three of us are here in New Hampshire. That's right. And not just the three of us, hundreds more, as a matter of fact, have made the move over the last few years. Michelle, you've celebrated your first year now in yes, I have. New Hampshire, and you were just commenting during one of the breaks as to how fast it has gone yeah. for you. <laughs> uh, you've made new friendships, and mm-hmm. it looks like you're going to be sticking around. Yes, I'm sticking Good around. Deal. Good deal. Some people, some people, it's a tough first year, and I know there was a rocky, uh, was, rocky part for it you. It was a, it was a long winter, yeah. and I also, um, you know, I, I would, I should have been better prepared. For example, I looked on a map and I saw that, you know, from from one place to another was 30 miles. So I assumed that meant 20 minutes because I'm from California. Nope, (laughs) you travel 30 miles in an hour and a half out here. (laughs) And that's okay. But you just have to, you know. The roads are pretty. The roads are beautiful, mm-hmm. um, and you know I'm, well, the roads I'm, themselves are sometimes crappy. Shape, I moved but here for the, the side of it are awesome. But <laughs> I moved here for the Free State Project. But I tell you, if if the Free State Project left, I think I'd still want to uh, stay for the um, locals. I've met some amazing liberty-minded local people. The best. It's still yeah. my opinion that the best activists are the locals. Yep. Uh, that has been my observation. I mean, I think we're going to have more great activists coming in here from across the country. I know that every day there are people, it seems like almost every day, certainly several times a week, people are showing up at the Free Keen Forum saying, hey, I'm going to move and this is when I'm going to move by. And that's really exciting. But over over and over again, I continue to be just blown away by how active the locals are getting here in New Hampshire. And I think that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of fun stuff going on. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about a movement of like-minded, liberty-oriented people converging to the same place. That's New Hampshire. It's not just about Keene. There's a lot going on in Manchester and Concord and all other places uh, around the state. Lots of destinations, lots of potential places to move here in New Hampshire. But the idea is you come here and you get together with other people that think like you do. Freestateproject.org. If you love liberty, you owe it to yourself to check it out. Let's continue with you and your thoughts in light of the news of this lemonade stand being shut down in Georgia. The girls, by the way, have been doing extra chores since the lemonade stand was shut down and yard work in order to make the money for the uh, water park visit that they still want to do. Why are they able to do yard work? We should shut down the yard work, too. No more yeah, mowing. Sh- they no more... A, they should have a permit for that. No more raking. We don't know what the, these girls... <laughs> don't give them any sure. ideas. Let's continue with Derek listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Derek. Hello. How are you guys doing? That's great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you guys are talking about what uh, the government regulates for business to be allowed to do. And I work for a trucking company who's got a lot of land huge chain link fence down the front of their property and they hung a bunch of banners the saying you know hiring drivers help wanted stuff like that mm. and the oh police came and told them they weren't allowed to do that it was against <sighs> city ordinances they couldn't display any signs on the side of the road but we need to inject the economy with money from from the federal reserve right. and we need the the banks to loan out more money and we need to print more money and right we wouldn't want anybody to know there's a job available <laughs> we wouldn't want actually people to actually exactly. earn money mm. well 
they told them that they weren't allowed to display them on the road, but they can display them on the inside of the building in a window. Oh, the, window the building sits off the road, and the right. windows are tiny. Yeah. So they had to get new signs made. They're not as big. It's just... It's pathetic. It is, really. It's but, so sad. This kind of micromanaging happens all over the place. And if you've never run a business, if you've never run a public business, you really, or you don't pay attention to things out there, you may not have any idea. If you're just somebody who goes to a job and, you know, you show up on time and you leave on time and you go home and you do your thing at home or whatever and then you go back to the job, you don't always realize how micromanaged businesses are. We're talking about having a, a sign out here in Keene, New Hampshire with drink specials. It's completely pro- It's completely prohibited. And uh, and in addition, how these businesses are supposed to make any money? I, mean, how <laughs> I don't get it. They can't. They're not allowed to to grow any because well, this limits their growth. I mean, doing business is evil. Doing, doing business is evil. Making jobs is good. So this yeah, is how the government thinks. <laughs> it's insane. I'll that out. You mean only when the government well, and makes the, and jobs? The people that work in these this business, they've been there for decades. So I listen to you guys show about every night at work on the podcast, and it's just. It's actually kind of hilarious and sad at the same time on their comments on what you guys are talking about. It's just, it's insane. Wait, whose comments the, on what we're talking uh, about? The guys I work with are a bunch of older guys, and they they think a lot of stuff is ridiculous and, you know, childish, and that I've been called a child because I uh, stand up and, you know, when they start talking politics or something, I'll say my side, and it's, you know, it's it's... I'll grow out of it. It's just a stage oh, in my life. I hate that one. Yeah. I, the suggestion, it's ridiculous. The suggestion that somehow they're not being childish by... Um, advocating force? Advocating using violence against yeah, people. It, it, they, they don't get it. What could you be know, more, what could be like more childish? I have a family. Look, yeah. I've, I've had this accusation leveled at me before. And you know, I'm, I'm relatively young. I'm 30. But what could be more childish than essentially being the big bully on the playground, taking the ball from, uh, from the kids playing with it. I mean, that's basically what people who advocate for the state are advocating. They're advocating for violence against peaceful people. That is the, the ultimate in childishness. This is one of the things you learn when you're a child, is that you don't hit other people, because it's not only is it wrong to do, but it's also counterproductive, in that if you hit yep. people, they might hit you back, and then you've got a, a cycle of violence, and it makes more sense to treat everybody uh, nicely and uh, to be respectful towards folks. These people are saying that it's, it's childish to be respectful, that it's childish to respect your neighbors. Well, you... You were talking. You guys, uh, a caller called in the other day, uh, a few days ago, was talking about gay marriage, and they just went on about how they were brought up and that was wrong, and they kept saying, "I don't have a problem with it, but I just don't think they should be get, be able to get married." It's it's a it's a. Uh, he kept telling me it was a. It was a. That's how I was brought up. You know, it's a mindset thing. I was like, "But you're a grown man. You have the ability to change your own mind. You just got done saying you don't think it's wrong. Change your opinion." Preach people it. be free and live the life how they want. Right on, brother. That's right. Thanks for the call, All Derek. Right, well, you guys have a great show. Yes, sir. And thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's continue with Lynn listening in Montana to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hello, Lynn. Hey there. Hey, what's on your mind I just, today? Uh, my wife and I flew to San Jose from Billings, Montana at the end of June for our nephew's wedding. San Jose, California and or New Mexico? Uh, California. Okay. And had to go through their security. You're not safer going through it. 
my wife was just livid that she had to go through the the screening, you know, with the the full body scan thing. She actually went uh, through the body scanner. Well, the only other option you have is to be patted down. Yeah, it's so not, the options aren't great. Yeah, you know, pick your poison. So the only option is driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever been to Montana, but you can drive 750 miles and you're not all the way across the state. <laughs> it's got to be a 1,500-mile drive from uh, Billings to San Jose, right? About 12, mm. not 1,200. Which is basically but, uh, like going from New York City to Atlanta. I mean, it's a huge drive. Yeah. You know, so if you're going to go anywhere, you fly. Right. And I have a, I'm a commercial driver. I drive for a, a fuel transport company. Mm. And so my commercial driver's license means I've had an FBI background check. Why can't we do that? Why can't, if we're going to fly, why can't we go through the process and get pre-screened nah. and pre-approved nah. so they got that it. we don't... <laughs> They have that They're just rolling that out now. Uh, again, they they tried it before and it failed for them. But uh, why don't we let the airlines uh, set up those safety measures that they want to, and you can choose? Maybe Virgin Airlines wouldn't have those. I'd go with them. Maybe maybe uh, Southwest would have them, and you choose right. them. Why create more loopholes or more, more obstacles? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I agree with Michelle. I think that uh, what we need to have is a free a free market in air travel, where each airline decides for themselves their security measures. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I've got no problem with who does the security, but in Montana, you know, we're so limited with who we can even fly with. No, I totally you understand know. where you're coming from. I wish we had more time to talk to you, but we are out of it for tonight. So don't hesitate to call us back tomorrow when we're doing the live Saturday show. It's more like from New York to Tampa than New York to Atlanta. I was wow. pretty far off. All right. We'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Just say no to the government. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com.